Hey guys, welcome back. I am your host, Kadeem Barricade. I'm so happy to be recording again. <laughs> I took a week or two off. Um, I was a little under the weather. I had a sore throat, um, losing my voice. And I was like, wait, do I record still? Do I wait? And I was like, you know what? Let me just give my voice a break. Um, and now I'm back. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's episode. Um, it is called The Breakthrough. You're probably wondering, oh, what is Kadeen about to share? Listen, I know that, you know, we all have struggles with dating. Like, <laughs> we all have struggles with dating, right? Um, in the beginning of my career, you guys know that I started out at a very young age. Um, you know, started my business, thank God, but I started really, really young and really young, like 21, 22. And you know what? That age might not sound surprising to people now, but 10, 11 years ago, 21 year olds, 22 year olds was not thinking about having their own business, let alone having like skincare, you know, doing lashes. Like that was not a thing. So anyway, um, you know, when I was younger, I had clients that used to come to me and they always used to ask questions like, why are you single? Why is something wrong with you? I have someone for you to meet. I have a great guy. Like people always want to hook me up with somebody. So I decided to talk about this um, uh, now because my husband and I celebrated our five year um, wedding anniversary. So it's only right to just talk about this, right? <laughs> Not only that, um, there's a lot of clients that ask me, you know, like, how did you meet your husband? Like, this is a conversation I have a lot with my clients. Like, you know, just dating, um, marriage, kids, balancing life and marriage and business and work and friendship and just all of that. And honestly, I'm still, I'm still struggling. I, I'm trying to balance out everything because I know there's some areas in my life that has been neglected. Not my kids, though. <laughs> and But, you know, I'm still working. You know, I'm still working on it and I'm getting better. So, like I said, this is a conversation I have a lot with my clients, all ages, you know, even the um, older, my golden clients, um, you know, when they come in, you know, and if they're married and stuff, I ask a lot of questions to get a lot of knowledge from them. Um, just, you know, all, all walks of life, you know, I talk to people. Um, but one of the questions that come up a lot is, how did you meet your husband? How did you know he, he was the one? Blah, 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 blah. So I want to talk about it now because it's... My story definitely inspired a lot of my clients, and I feel like it's a story that needs to be shared with many others, just so that, you know, there's hope to inspire you, because, ladies, you, there's hope. There's good men out there. There are good men out there. I know that it's very hard <laughs> to see that, but I'm going to share my story. Um... I did um, give up on love. I started to lose hope on it. Um, I really thought that there was no good men out there um, to the point where I was like, listen, I'm going to travel other states because I know in Texas or Atlanta or, you know, wherever else, <laughs> I'm like, there are good men. They're just not in New York. Maybe they're in Jersey, but, you know, like that was my mindset. <laughs> so like I said, um meeting clients, talking about different things. And one story that really stood out to me, I had a client that came and she was, I think she was, um, yeah, she was a little over 30. 
and I was either turning 30, no, I was like maybe two years before 30. I think I was like 28, maybe 29, I'm not sure, but I wasn't 30 yet. And she told me, listen, if you are almost 30 and you don't have kids or it doesn't look like you are going to have kids anytime soon, I would recommend that you freeze your eggs. So I was like, oh, yeah, she's right. Maybe I should. So I remember going home, telling my mom, like, mom, I met this client. And you know what? I'm going to freeze my eggs because I don't think I'm going to have kids anytime soon. I, You know, like, I'm about to be 30. And my mom was like, wait, what? She was like, who told you that nonsense? She was like, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus because you are... She just shut me down real quick. She was like, God has someone for you. I don't want you to receive that message. Rebuke it. And I was like, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> like, all right. She's like, uh-uh. She was like, don't allow anyone to speak that into your life. And I was like, all right, mom. All right. <laughs> so moving forward now, um, I started to date, you know, I dated different, um, you know, dating different men and I started to um, date, you know, successful men, even out of New York. So I used to travel, dating guys in different states because I'm like, like I said, there's no good men in New York. They have to be men in other states, you know, <laughs> so dating different men. Um, so anyway, so this particular, I want to, yeah, this particular relationship that I had, um, I remember this guy, he was very successful. He was 35 years old, beautiful home in the city of um, Houston and you know he said fly me out like every two weeks like it was really nice right and I remember sitting in his living room and he looked at me he goes um no successful man wants a woman past the age of 30 so I was like what so in my mind I'm thinking well you're 35 and you're successful so what are you telling me you know what I'm saying <laughs> like what are you telling me and he was like no like you're not going to, like, you women want, like, these successful men, but successful men want young women. They don't want women past 30s. I was like, what? So that was a little devastating to hear from, a, you know, someone that I looked at as being very successful. So I was like, oh, okay. But I was like, no, there's going to, there's someone out there for me. And, I, you know, I'm, like, fighting back. But, like, no, no. So at this point, I'm like, okay, this guy is definitely not taking me seriously because we're talking about me dating. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right. So this relationship is not going anywhere. Let me just enjoy for what it is. And, you know, that that was done with. And I was like, you know what? I have a friend zone, right? I have a lot of male, male friends. One of these men <laughs> is going to be my husband. Like, there's no reason. Like, I have all these male friends, like, one of them has to be my husband. Like, you know, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I build friendships with these guys. So what I started to do was, I was like, you know what? There's a few that I know that have been very persistent and consistent for many years. And I've just never gave them the chance. Because you know us ladies, we have our list, right? If my, my list is very, um, I mean, I think it's pretty common. Like, six feet and taller, make six figures, no kids, have a great job, have their own home, you know, things like that. And, um, oh, great credit, all those things, right? Which I think that is acceptable. Like, I think we should, you know, have expectations, right? So I was like, you know what? Let me give somebody in my friend zone the opportunity. So 
um, I didn't go looking for it, but when they they try, I was like, you know, I will, you know, if they ask like, hey, you want to hang out, you want to go on a date or whatever, I would say yes instead of always saying no, I'm busy. So I gave two a try, um, and one was a Christian. Well, one was a, he used to go to a church of mine that I used to go to, and um, dated him, and I was like, wait a minute. He is no different from the men in the street. Uh uh-uh, uh, I let that go. The other one was someone that I dated, um, that I knew like from the age of like eighteen years old, right? So this guy, um, you know, from what I knew before actually taking him seriously, he used to work for EMS or oh, EMT. No, EMT. Oh gosh, whatever, guys. He worked for the ambulance, right? <laughs> I know that sounds so stupid, but whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. Anyway, he worked, um, you know, he had that job. Um, he had his own place. He had his own car. I was like, all right. He seemed like he's doing his thing, you know? And I gave him a try, and this is when things changed, right? So I gave him a try, and he was a really nice guy, very respectful, like, like really, really, really nice guy. But I... I just knew he wasn't the one. You know, ladies, when you just know, I was like, he's a great guy, but I don't, he's just not for me, right? And I just felt like God just kept leading me into different relationships, just showing me what I don't want, what I do want. And I just, I felt like I was getting closer and closer to the one. So during this time of me dating this guy, um, because I knew automatically, I was like, you know, I gave it a year. I was like, I'm not wasting years on dating anyone. I'm giving you one year of my time and that's it. So when that one year came, um, I started to um, fast and I was like, you know what, God, like, and I remember this day very, 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 very clear or very well. I was at my shop by myself and I was like crying to God. I was like, God, like I am tired of people coming to my shop, asking me why am I single? Oh, you need to meet my friend. You need to meet this guy in my church. You need to meet my friend, friend. Like everyone always wanted to hook me up with somebody. I don't know. People just felt like sorry for me and not sorry because I never had no sad story you know people knew you know I, I never had a sad story but I don't know maybe they thought I was pretty and like oh she's young she's pretty she's you know she has her own business she has her degree she got it together you know and maybe wanted to hook me up with somebody I don't know what the case is but that was the case for me right and I was just like god like listen like you have blessed me in so many areas of my life right why romantically you like I'm not like what's going on romantically God like what's up so I was just crying to God I was like God like that's it God I am done dating I said God I am going to do it your way because my way for all these years didn't get me anywhere so I said God I'm surrendering myself I want you to guide me I want like that's it you have to take control now God I said, I don't know how I'm going to do it because every, and I said, listen, God, I'm going to save myself for marriage. I'm going to save myself. I mean, I wasn't a virgin, you know, I wasn't a virgin guys, but I was just like, God, like, that's it. I'm not going to do anything with anyone. Like you're going to really have to take control because all these guys really want, like, come on, we know all these men want sex, right? They would do the most. Come on. You guys, you have guys spending thousands and thousands of dollars 
taking you on trips. They guys do the most to have to to get to that, right? To have sex. Like, come on. So I said, listen, God, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but we're gonna do this. I'm saving myself a marriage. I'm gonna do everything your way because you have to take control. And that was it. That was my prayer. That was it. And I fast. I fast for a week. And I and I remember fasting. And I'm not gonna lie, guys. Every time that I fast, God does something, and I'm like, that was God. God sent that person. I just and I I just knew like when you fast, like you just so in tune with His voice and just everything. So I fast for a week and. This particular day, I was fasting. Um, it was a snowstorm. I think it was a snowstorm. Whatever the case may be, it was bad weather, and everyone canceled. And during this time in my career, people never cancel lashes. And at that time, I was doing lashes like all day, every day. And um, nobody never canceled lashes. But this particular day, everyone canceled except one person. That one person that canceled is one of my good friends now. I didn't know her then. And when she came for her appointment, it was her first time meeting me, my first time meeting her, but we knew of each other because my clients, clients that used to come to me went to her and her clients used to come to me. So they used to always talk to me about her and her about me, right? And so we was excited to meet each other and we were talking and she goes, listen, um, I forgot how we even got into the topic, but she told me that she goes to um, a particular church that I attend. And, um, we were talking about that and I said, oh yeah, I just, I visit that church. It, I said, I visit that church over the weekend on Sunday. And she was like, yeah, you know, they still have prayer meeting. I was like, oh my God, like I need to go visit their prayer meeting because I remember how powerful it was back in the days when I used to go. And I was like, I need to go back. So she was like, yeah. So moving forward now, I go to their prayer meeting and when I went to their prayer meeting, I was like, wow, I, like, this is great. Like, I, this church is amazing. Like, I need to be a part of this church. Like, I need to be a member again. Because when I went, I was a, I was very, very young. So now as an adult, I was like, yeah, I'm going to become a member. And um, during that prayer meeting service, there was a young lady sitting next to me. I don't know who she is. I wish I remember. I wish I knew her name, whatever. But she turned to me and she said, you look like you're my age. She was like, you should definitely come to our Friday night young adults service. And I said, oh, okay, cool. So I went Friday night. And when I went there, I was so in awe, right? Because I've been going to another church and the young adults, basically it was night and day. This church, when I walked in, the young adults was praising God with their hands up, worshiping God, surrendering, like I've never, ever, ever seen that before. And I was like, oh my God. So it was to the point where I didn't even feel uncomfortable. So I started praising God, worshiping him, raising my hand, praying, singing out loud. And I just felt so great. And I was like, I definitely belong in this church. I'm leaving my other church. All my friends was at my other church. But I was like, God, I need new friends. (laughs) Like I'm going to be at this church now. So what I did was I started to friend requests, different people. So I will go and um, type in the hashtag of the church. I will put in the location and like people that, um, there are faces that were familiar from me going Sunday and Tuesday night, even Friday night service. Like, you know, I'm a friend request them. So I didn't think nothing of it, right? So now 
moving forward now, um, I started going every Friday. And, well, I think it was like every other Friday or once uh, once a month. Whatever the case may be, I went to every service they had on Friday and Sundays and Tuesdays. And so another Friday I went now, I remember rushing out of my shop to make it to the church. And I was, you know, a little late. So I was banging on the door to get in. And the security guard opened the door. And I was just like, I just ran in. I was like, hi, I'm here for service. He said, okay, I already started. I ran into service and... That was that. So at the end now service, I remember seeing a childhood friend that used to go to the, when I used to go there, there was a childhood friend that was um, there. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in years. I'm back at the church. And she was talking with the security guard that opened the door for me. So again, I didn't think nothing of it. And back then my thing was skating. I used to go Friday nights. I used to go skating with my clique at my old church, <laughs> my clique. And, um, I remember inviting them. I said, like, hey guys, like we're going, I'm going skating. It's so much fun. It's better than the club. They got a DJ, you know, like I was just like, listen, like it's like lit. All right. <laughs> and I don't use that word, but I'm like, you have to come. So I invited them and um, they didn't come, but that was that. Right. So now um, that, oh no. So I'm skipping apart. So during that time, I was just like, focus on God focusing on my walk, focusing on um, building up my spiritual, you know, just everything, just having a more, um, uh, a relationship with Jesus Christ, just, you know, building my, my spiritual walk and everything like that. And I had, um, came across, not even came across the, the circle of friends that I had at the old church had shared a YouTube video and it was of Tori Roberts. I want you guys to actually listen to this when you get a chance. It's by Tori Roberts. The title of that YouTube is called Five Keys to Identifying Your Soulmate. When I listened to that video, I listened to it again. Because the first time I was like, oh, this is good. And I said, I got to listen to it again with my notepad. <laughs> and... That was, that YouTube video opened my eyes to so much when it came to dating, finding my soulmate. And I also was reading Tony Gaskin's book. It's called Mrs. Right. Again, I'm going to say it. Tony Roberts. Oh, God. Tony Gaskin. <laughs> Tony Gaskin. And the book is titled uh, Mrs. Wright, M-R-S dot Wright. And these two, that YouTube and that book was so powerful. I've read other books like that, um, uh, what you call it? The, what's the one with uh, um, Tyrese and the pastor, other pastor, whatever his name is. That book don't got nothing on this book. And I also came across um, uh, Megan Good and her husband. Mm, I, I don't know. I... When I read Mrs. Wright, I was like, because uh, Tony Gaskin is like, he's, he's he, you know, he's a Christian and everything that he spoke about was on, um, you know, you know, on a Christian base and everything like that. And the book wasn't so big. You could finish the book in a, in a day because it's so good finishing a day. But that book is so good that one of the things that stood out to me was, ladies, if you want to find or meet Mrs. Wright, Mr. Oh, gosh, Mr. Wright. <laughs> You can't expect this guy to come knocking on your door, right? 
you you know he said things like you know when when ladies go on a group of friends like men get a little intimidated like how are they supposed to approach you you know instead of you reading instead of reading books at home go to starbucks you know, you may meet someone there because to nine out of 10, the people that you see there are probably there those days, those times, like things like that. He was saying, like he even talked about um, different hairstyle, being natural, wearing wigs, wearing dress, like how guy, how guys perceive us. Um, oh my God. He talks about so much things that everything just made sense. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, and another thing, I went to all of Tony Gaskin conference, like any seminar he had, I went, I went as a single woman, I went with friends, I even went again after being married. And um, I went to seminars and I was just so fueled. I was like, God, like, that's it. I'm like, God, you got this. I'm totally not going to be in a way of what you have planned for me because all this time I'm like, God is preparing me. I didn't see it. I didn't understand it, but I was like, whatever is going on now, I was like, God is preparing me. So I, um, oh God, I'm losing my thought guys. But yeah, so after doing all of that and going to his seminar, reading his books, I came across one um, part of the book that stood out to me. He goes, don't expect the Mrs. Mr. Right to come knock on your door. But in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm so focused on God and my work, like my business. I was like, how is anyone going to meet me? Because I was going from like work to church, church, home, business, home. Like I wasn't hanging out. I wasn't doing nothing. So I was like, God, like whoever you have for me, whoever you're preparing for me, going to probably be like knocking at my door or I'm going to meet him at church because there's no other places I'm going to meet this person because I wasn't doing anything. And I, the one thing that I was going, two things that I was going to try if God way didn't work, <laughs> I was going to do online dating, but that, that was like the last, last string. Right. And I was going to try dating outside my race. Cause I was like, maybe there's someone in another race that's for me. Right. So I was like, but I didn't get to try that because yeah, I didn't get to try go that far. Didn't outside my race. I was open to it, but it didn't. God didn't allow that to happen. Um, and then online dating, I attempt to do it. I I signed up. I, I think it was Black People Meet or some some crap, some website. And I signed up, but what made me not go through with it? Once I signed up, I didn't have a photo up. I didn't have anything up. No, did I have a photo? No, I had a photo up, but I didn't have like any description, no bio. I didn't have nothing up yet. And there's a old friend, a guy, a old friend of mine, a guy. He saw me. He goes, KK, I saw you on blackpeoplemeet.com or some crap. And I was like, what? I was so embarrassed. And I was so embarrassed because he was a guy that tried to date me a few times. And here I am. He's finding me on, <laughs> on this dating site. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I, I signed up, but I'm, I don't use it. I never used it. And I immediately went and deactivated that page. I was so embarrassed. I was like, yeah, I wasn't going. Um, I didn't want to do the online dating. I know I heard very successful stories with online dating. But for me, I just felt like I didn't have a problem meeting men. I just had a problem meeting the right men. Because I felt like I was dating I was dating the same type of men, but different name. That's pretty much it. They weren't bad men. They weren't good men, but they weren't for me. And I was just sick of it. Moving forward now. So after um, sending um, people friend requests from this particular church, um, 
I also came across the security guard that opened the door for me. Remember I mentioned in the beginning, um, there was a security guard that opened the door for me when I was late. So yes, I came across this page and I was like, okay, I, I remember him. Let me send him a firm request. Send him a firm request. And when I continued going to Friday night service, I remember bumping into him and he was like the cool guy. He was really cute. But again, I didn't think nothing of it because he was he looked like he was younger than me and everything like that. So I was like, oh, I remember you. I remember you on um, we're friends on Instagram, right? And he looked at me, he goes, like super cool, like, oh, we are? Oh, okay. And I felt like so small because I'm like, dude, you know that we're friends on Instagram because you accepted my friend request and you like some of my photos. So <laughs> don't make yourself. So Moving forward, you know, I was like, whatever. He think he too cool, whatever. And um, that was that. So now on Instagram now, like, you know how they say it goes down in DM. Well, it didn't actually go down in the DM. What really happened was like, I would like his photos. He would like my, actually, he started liking my photos first. He liked my photos and I liked his photo and we was doing that. And I was like, wait, this guy's really like on my page. Like, is he showing, is he showing like interest, but like not showing, like I was just so confused at this point. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna keep liking photos. And that's what we used to do. And, um, (laughs) but he never wrote me. He never asked my number. Like it was nothing. So, you know, I was reading a lot of books and this one time I was reading, um, uh, the, um, I think it's called the four love language or love language, something love language or something like that. I'm gonna get the name, but, um, the four, the four agreements. Oh God, guys, you, I'm hopefully you guys know what I'm talking about. But anyway, I was reading this book and I had posted on my story and he, um, I, no, I'm sorry. I posted on my page. He liked this. I was like, you know what? This guy keep liking my photos. I am going to write him. So I said, hey, are you reading this book too? Or have you read this book? And that's how we communicated. So he says, everybody, I went after him. But no, I'm just like, you're a scary cat. You don't know how to approach a woman. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to break the silence. So that's what happened. So we started communicating. Still very respectful. Didn't ask my number. And like, I was just so eventually I'm like, well, when is he going to ask my number? When is he going to ask, like, can we hang out? Because I'm so used to guys being like, you know, so aggressive. Right. So now it was Memorial weekend now. And he, um, I was like, okay, he has to ask me, what am I doing this weekend? Like, you know, <laughs> the weekend came, he never asked me nothing. So I was like, what the, when is he gonna ask my number? So finally, I forgot what happened, how we exchanged numbers. Maybe I said something. I don't, I really don't remember, but we ended up exchanging numbers. No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. He writes me in the DM and he goes, hey, are you going to be at church on Sunday? So I was like, finally, he said something else. I was like, yes, I'll be at church. He was like, oh, can I sit with you? So I'm like, all right. So I remember telling my friend, I'm like, listen, I am very nervous. I never sat with a guy on Sunday service. Like that is my private time by myself, you know? And I was like, what I'm going to do? She was like, girl, you're going to sit with him. What else to do? So I was like, all right. So he sat with me and I was so nervous. I was like, can you make sure you come church with me? So I literally had her sitting on one side and him sitting on the other side. I was in the middle (laughs) and everything went fine. Um, We didn't really get to talk much, but before service was over, Cause he worked at a church too. So he did security, but he also worked for finance and accounting with the church. So, um, after that, he was like, Hey, I'm going to leave before service is over. Do you want to, um, go get, um, I think he said go out to eat or go have dinner, whatever the case may be. And I was like, sure. 
right? I think I did play a little hard. I was like, oh, I already ate. Like I said something stupid and he was just like, oh. And I'm like, no, no, it's okay, but um, I'll meet you, sure. So that was every, that's when everything happened, guys. So I ended up um, going to meet him and I'm not, this may sound really bougie to you guys, but he took me to a Thai restaurant. Like to me, Thai, like it's such a cheap dinner. <laughs> and I was like, this dude invited me to a Thai restaurant. Like what about like Del Frisco or uh, I don't know, like I liked going to the fancy restaurant. Like that's what I was used to, right? Like Philippe's, things like that. So I was just like, Oh, because that was my thing back then, like Philippe, Del Frisco. So I was like, Thai. I was like, all right. But remember, guys, I said to God, I said, listen, I am going to do things differently because I want a different result. That's what I had said to God doing that when my breakthrough that happened here, I mean, at my office, my shop, when I started praying and, and asking God, like, God, you're going to have to like lead the way. I said to him, I said, God, like, I'm going to do it your way because I've been doing it my way and have not got anywhere and I want different results. So I'm going to do things differently to get a different result. So this was different. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go to a restaurant and eat. Like, you know, so we went out to eat. It was really cool. Um, I was like, oh, he's so respectful. I love how he spoke. Like, he was just a really, really nice guy. Like, that's all. He wasn't like a baller. He wasn't flashy. He didn't even have a car. Like, girls, like, nothing. So this was very different, but I wanted a different result. So I was like, God, I got to do this. I got to do something different, all right? So I um, so after that, we left, and we were communicating every single day after that, every day. And... When I tell you he was so respectful to the point where um, he did live alone. He never asked me to go to his house. He never had me out late. If he did invite me to his home, he had roommates. So if he did invite me to his home, he never asked me to go in. Like, he never had me in his room. Like, we never went in his room to watch TV. Like, he never put me in a situation where something could have went down. Like, that's how respectful he was. And I appreciate that. And I actually, I, I love that. I really, really love that. And that's, yeah, I love that. So now, because we were talking so often, we weren't in a relationship yet, right? And we were talking on the phone one day and he said to me, um, you know what? No, before we even got there. Uh, no, I'm lying. Sorry, guys. He said, how, you know what? I'm so confusing you guys. <laughs> before... He started courting me. He said to me, I sent him the video of um, Tori Roberts. I said, hey, this YouTube video was so, so powerful for me. It really ministered to me. I think this is a video that you should watch. And when you watch it, I think that we should talk about it after. And he did. And we talked about it. And he said to me, hey, um, you know, whoever I court, it's someone that I will want to marry, right? I'm dating with a purpose. So I was like, okay, like, that's dope. Like, yeah, whoever I date is, is definitely, I'm dating with a purpose too. Like, <laughs> And he was like, yeah, so how do you feel about saving yourself for marriage? So I was like, what? I never met a guy that asked me that. So you guys, come on now. You can't tell me God didn't hear my cry and my prayer. Like, you cannot tell me that. How How did I meet somebody to ask me, a man, a, you know, ask me 
how do I feel about saving myself for marriage? I was like, yes, I, I was, yes, I'm down. <laughs> then he said to me, um, how do you feel about meeting a pastor once a month to be accountable for us? So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm down. That's different. So that was that. Then he said, um, I would like to fast before we move into, you know, courting and dating. I want to fast for a week because I want divine confirmation. So now I'm going to rewind a little bit, guys. So Tori Roberts talked about five keys to identifying your soulmate. Number one was you have to have chemistry. Number two is you have to have a connection. Number three is you have to be whole. Two people, right? Have to be whole. Now, what he means is like, you know how you meet someone and they're broken. They have a lot of, you know, childhood issue, hurt, you know, just a lot of issues that they have going on. Then they meet you and you're like put together, have your career, you know, just, you know, just got it together you you raise you know just everything right and you meet this person they kind of just like bring you down or kind of distract you and they become a burden you know what i'm saying like yeah that's a broken person and you're whole so two whole people should be together if that makes sense right so because a soulmate does not fill a void. It, there's some people that's filling voids, right? Filling a void of love, hurt, resentment, depression. And they looking for somebody to like pour into them and make them happy and love on them. But it's like, what are you doing for me? I'm doing that to you. I'm doing all this pouring into you until my glass is empty. And what are you pouring into me? Your glass empty, my glass full. I'm pouring into you. Now my glass is empty. Now what? You know, so that's what he means about being whole. Number four is divine confirmation. So what he, mm, so I'm going to talk about that later, but that was number four. And number five is a sense of purpose, right? So what he said was for your soulmate is for your purpose, right? What that means is your purpose will change your life. So it's best to know things before being married, right? So that means like, you know, just knowing what your purpose is, right? Because you, I've heard stories of people that they got married at such a young age and as they become like in their 20s and their 30s and when they get into their 30s, they're not the person they was in their 20s. So the things that you are attracted to in your 30s is not gonna be what you're attracted to in your 30s, right? So you end up being with these men or women at, you know, in your late, in your early 20s and you're like the fast life, you like the money, you like the flashness, you like the party, like all of that. But in your 30s, you're like, I don't like that. I don't like that. I, I want a man that's stable, that, you know, can, you know, that's not about that life, you know? That's a whole man that's, uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm like so lost in words. But that's my thing. Like we sometimes, like I'm talking for myself now. Like in my 20s, I wasn't thinking about, a man that had a great job, that's ready to settle down, one has a, that has a family, that wants to have a family, that was raised in a, a decent home, that is equally yoked as me, that believes in Jesus Christ, that has the same belief that, you know, just things like that. Like there's little, there's things that matter that didn't matter, that matters now that didn't matter when I was in, in my 20s. You know what I'm saying? So that's what they mean because you may have a purpose and then meeting someone can jeopardize 
everything for you and it could eventually jeopardize your marriage if marry if you marry someone that's not equally yoked as you or have the same vision or have the same purpose or understand your purpose you know because when God put two people together you you two are fulfilling your purpose in each other's life if that makes sense right because the worst thing is to get married with someone and to find your purpose and then realize that the person that you marry is not the person that you need that you are supposed to be with and it jeopardizes your marriage and you know that means that you two is not aligned for each other so those are the um, five right so going back to what he said now to me he said um i want to pray on this i want to fast on this for a week because i want divine confirmation so right there i just knew he listened to that video that i sent him he listened to that youtube video because i was like oh okay so i was down for that too so of course we both went into fasting and doing that fast remember i said that little things happen and i'm like that was god that was god you know so now I'm fasting and there was this one night and I was sleeping and I remember jumping out of my sleep because I heard a hard bang on my window and I jump up and I'm like, it's not raining outside. My window is not open. What was that sound? A second later, my phone rings. Guess who it is? It's the guy from church. <laughs> And he said to me, hey, everything okay? And I'm like, everything okay? I was like, mind you, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, what? I was like, what do you mean? I said, I, I, you know, I was sleeping. I actually just got up because I heard a noise. He said, no, you called me. And I'm like, no, I did not call you. And he's like, you called me. You called me. The phone hung up. You called. I was like, what? No, he didn't say that. He said, I miss your call. And I'm, t I'm thinking, like, I did not call you. And I look at my phone, and I'm like, I didn't call you. And he immediately was like, mm, I know what this is about. He's like, let me pray. And he started praying. And I was like, what? I was like, that is a turn on. Because I've never experienced that before. I've never met. I met men that be like, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't walk the walk. They didn't have a prayer life. They didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They didn't go to church only on Easter. Maybe Thanksgiving. Maybe Christmas. Maybe New Year. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay. And when he prayed, I was like, ooh, and he could pray. Like, I was like, okay, y'all. God, I already got my divine confirmation. Thank you very much. So the next day now, so after that, he was like, all right, have a good night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs> and the next day we're talking and um, I said, hey, um, did you get your divine confirmation? Because I got mine already. He said, no, I didn't get mine yet. I said, well, I got mine. He goes, and I need my divine confirmation. And I was like, ooh, okay now. And let me tell you something, ladies. That's one thing that I realized, right? When a man is ready to be to be committed and to be married, he has to be the one that's ready for it. We can be ready all we want, but the man is not ready. If the man is not ready, he's not ready. You can't force a man because you force him and he's not going to he's not going to be in it. He's not going to be in he's doing it because he's probably just doing it just to do it, to make you happy, to avoid arguments. You guys have to you ladies have to understand like you have to be patient. If the man is not ready to be married and you know that you want to be married and you know he don't want to get married or he's not, you guys either let it go 
or you just have to wait, right? If you want to wait. I mean, I'm not saying to wait because I'm just like, mm, I don't have time to be sitting around waiting because from the first date, you need to know, and I'm going to say why I say this. From the first date, you need to know if I'm going to be your wife. And the reason why I say that, ladies and gentlemen, is because every married couple that I met, a Christian, right? Christian married couple that I've met prior to getting married, they all said to me, because we, we always ask, how did you know she was the one? How did you know he was the one? The man always said, I knew from day one. I knew from our first conversation. I knew from our first date. The man always know. You never hear the woman say, oh, I just knew he was going to be the one. Like, nah, it's usually the man, like, I knew she was the one. So because he said he didn't get his divine confirmation, I just fell back and I was like, all right, I'm going to give you your time. I mean, I knew he wanted me, but I knew that he was going to doing things the right way because, you know, um... And so eventually now that week came and, you know, our, our fast was over and he was like, all right, I got my divine confirmation and um, I want to know what made you know, like, what was your divine confirmation? So I told him and his divine confirmation for me was I had a friend that I had a very, a best, best, best friend um, young in my young, you know, when I was 18, 17, 18 years old. 16, 17 years old. I've never, ever, ever had a friend to replicate this friend. Like she was the best. She was the friend that I wish I had now as, as an adult. But this friend, um, she ended up um, getting pregnant and she ended up having an emergency C-section that um, made her, I wouldn't say a vegetable, but she is technically a vegetable. Like she can't walk. Um, she, you know, her speech is really, um, you know, she can't really speak well. She can't walk. She's in a wheelchair or from a C-section guys. Um, that's gonna be a topic I'm gonna talk about because mm, that, that story is so crazy. But so this is a friend that I visit. Um, I was in the hospital every single day that she was in there. She was in a coma for about two months and I visit this girl every single day, twice a day. And I was in I was in high school. I was in high school then. So I used to go before I went to school and after I left school. And then into college, same thing, visit her. And um she um you know, I just I was visiting her every and I, my commitment to her is I'm gonna visit you every so when she when she went into a home now, like she had a home that she was staying at to help her recover and everything, which was a fail, but I used to visit her every single Sunday, right? She did have the baby, if you guys are wondering. They end up, um, the baby end up surviving. And I used to visit her every Sunday, right? That's something that he admired for me. He said he totally admired that because it shows so much character. It shows that, God forbid, something happened to him. If, if he was supposed to be my husband, I would be there to the end, right? So that's powerful. That was powerful to hear that. So that was his divine confirmation. And ladies and gentlemen, he is my husband today, and we celebrated five-year anniversary. We have two kids, and um, we got married. I think we were, uh, I have my, you know, I'm really bad with dates, guys. But he proposed to me, I have to look at my Instagram because I keep these dates written down <laughs> in my bio because I'm like, I don't want to forget it. So he proposed to me March 2016, we got married September 23rd, 2016. So that was four, five, six, wait, uh, April, May, June, July, August, September. 
We got married six months after that. Big wedding, you know. But like I said, because we had already knew that we were going to get married, he's going to be my husband, I was going to be his wife, we had already started discussing marriage and what things that we would want um, in our wedding, who we would want in our wedding before we even got engaged. So once we got engaged, it was like, all right, let's, let's move now. You know, we already know what we want. We already looked at venues. So we kind of already knew everything. Um, and that was that. And all that to say, guys, your soulmate, your husband, your wife is out there. I know with everything that's going on in the world, you know, it doesn't seem like there's much great men or great women out there, especially with social media and things like that. But I'm here to tell you that there is hope. I really want my story to inspire you because I was that female that was like, there's no good men out there. These men are dogs. Whoever I meet, I'm going to use them for their money, for whatever they got. Because these men use us and I'm going to use them. Like, I was that chick. Like, I was in my old church. Every time we talked about marriage, I was that person. Men are dogs. There's no good men out there. And then the circle of friends that I had, we all was singing that same sad story. We're single. We can't find no good men. There's no good men out there. I'm too good. I'm this. I'm that. They need to step their game up. That was me and my friends. That was me, my friend. And guess what? Remember that list that I had? God, ignore that list because I wanted someone that was six feet. My, my husband swear he's six feet. He's under six feet. I wanted a older husband. I wanted, you know, I was very attracted to older men. And um, he's younger than me. I definitely asked um, God to give me someone that had no kids. Thank God he did because every single guy that I dated had kids. So it was very, very refreshing to meet someone that didn't have kids. And that was just something that I, I wanted for my personal, you know, I just something that I really desired. Um, what else? I wanted someone that was making six figures. You know, you guys know I had my business. He was just starting his career. I was making more money than him. I wanted someone that had like a car because I had a car. He didn't have a car. You know what I'm saying? So there's certain things. He had his own place. I didn't have my own place. So it was like those lists that we have, ladies, I mean, it's definitely inspiring. Like, yeah, okay, that's what we want. But let me tell you, God had the ultimate answer. And mm, God, he know what's perfect and right for us in his perfect timing. Okay? And that's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to say disregard your list that you have and, and, and your expectation. But let me tell you, we're, we're, his, we're his kids, right? He wants the best for us. He wants Jesus Christ. Our father, our God, he wants the best for us and just leave it and have faith in him. Have faith in him. Pray to him. Ask him what you want. You know, talk to him. Have a personal relationship with your with your father. Have it. Because let me tell you, he's listening to every single prayer. There's times and I'm like, God, are you hearing me? He's hearing you, but it's not the right time. It's not the right time. And Lord, let me tell you, I have another testimony I can't wait to share with you guys because he is such a faithful God. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't want to cry, but he's such a faithful God. And I need you guys to understand and just have faith and understand that your prayer, God is hearing your prayer. And if you think that he's not hearing you, it's because it's not the right time. And I need you to have patience. I need you to just have faith. That's all we have is faith, right? And believing and trusting. That's all we have, right? Oh, God, let me stop crying. So let me go back to my notes because I have some notes I want to mention. Um, one thing that I want to say that I took away from the YouTube is that your soulmate is not about looks. It's not about sex. It's not about money. It's about the spirit. 
Number two, a soulmate is a person that God has chosen for you to compliment you and to complete his purpose for you. Number three is we went on our first date and I felt, oh, we already talked about that. Oh, God. Um, God, anything that you are doing when it comes, anything that you are praying for, you are asking God, anything, just make sure that God is in it. You know, um, there is a process with everything that God does in our life, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, you know, it takes long, but it's a process and don't think that God is ignoring you. He will reveal it. It just takes time. You have to be patient. Um, what I'm thinking is that maybe I should have my husband on here to speak <laughs> on an episode because you guys heard my story and I think it would be really good to hear his side, uh, especially on a, a, a male perspective on dating, being a Christian and, you know, wanting to be married, desiring these things and, you know, just um, have, you know, just, just fulfilling things that God wants in our life. And um, I think it would be great for him to come on here and, you know, and speak on behalf of the men, the good men out there. Um, that's all I wanted to say. I really hope that you guys actually listen to this. I think this is probably one of my longest episodes, but I wanted to make sure that I touch on everything because when I share my story to the young ladies or even, you know, women my age, um, it's very inspiring. I can see it. I can hear it. Um, and I definitely wanted to spread it and make sure the other women hear my story. Um, and that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys next week. Toodle.